for a block. <sighs> there was a witness on the outside, and he's just like, yo, stop the car, you're dragging someone, stop the car. And they dragged her for a block until her arm and the shoulder were severed, until her arm came off of her body. Life. Hooks, a very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And do not forget to follow us at ALWPod on Instagram. The God in me forever and always honors the God in each and every one of you. So, yeah, so that's what the fuck I've been thinking about. <laughs> um, and, and a lot of it has to do with you, like you, you start telling a story. And for me, it just makes me think about the people that are in the story, which then branches off into something else, you know, another memory of mine. And Mm -hmm. it just continues to feed itself and it just branches further and further. So then it just starts. So I've been having this very interesting thing happen in the the past couple of days. And maybe we'll get a little bit into that, but we don't have to right now. What's going on, man? Anything? Another glorious day walking this earth. Um Woke up today feeling really um, refreshed. You know, I always feel like that on my days off. Mm. Um, so, you know, I was happy to come out here, um, saw your text. So I was able to relax for a little. I thought you would have liked that. Because like, <laughs> I was like, because I needed a little bit more time. And okay. I thought, he's not going to be upset that I say, let's push it back an hour. Like, yeah. So, you know, I saw your text and I was like, all right, it gives me a little more time. I, You know, I'm not in any rush. Yeah. Because I definitely got up like with not enough time. Mm-hmm. So I was I was happy to see that. Um but I'm definitely happy to be here, happy to continue doing this pod. What's going on with you? Uh well then fuck it. I guess we are to get into what's going on yeah. with me. Uh I've been I've been watching some stuff about storytellers mm-hmm. recently. I think the story that I told last pod kind of got me thinking a lot about my life and stories told and people having their own stories and wanting to share them or not wanting to share them. You know, storytelling is actually a very unique talent. Oh, yes. To be able to captivate somebody with words and just have them just see these very vivid, vivid images by the way that you describe something is a very unique talent. And, I mean, when you get into it, if you look up storytelling, you, you you try to find gurus that talk about it, or you really just take enough time to think about what a story is, what types of things do captivate us. It gets fascinating. The more and more you pull back or peel back the layers. Mm-hmm. As I say peel back the layers, I'll give you an example. If you think about... A banana right now. I'm thinking about it. Good. You can see 
the banana. Now, maybe whatever banana it is that you're looking at isn't the same banana that everybody else that's listening to this may be looking at. Maybe maybe some people grew up with like plantains, which aren't quite bananas, or maybe some people like the little baby bananas. Maybe we like the larger ones. Maybe some people like to uh, allow the banana to ripen past a certain point where it kind of looks like Mikey, where it's like yellow, but it's got all these like brown spots on it. <laughs> some, some people like them when they're when they're not quite as ripe. They're, they're They'll kind of still have like a greenish tint on them. Right. Whatever the case is, just picture your version of like your banana. No wool. Okay. (laughs) Now, in your mind, peel that banana. You you do you um, you feel what it's like to grab the top of it like rip rip that top part yeah, off yeah, definitely, peel it down definitely you might be able to hear the banana as you pull it down like what that sounds like with the fibers coming mm-hmm. apart as you rip it apart smell it like you, you kind of can you uh, get the maybe if you mash a banana can you smell okay no yeah yeah, yeah I got you I got okay. you okay taste it. Yeah, the, no, yeah. In, in whatever form, whether it's mashed or it's whole, you can you can taste the, the texture of what mm-hmm. a banana is, some of the flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what that's like right now. Mm-hmm. Your memory gives you that allowance, which is fuck it, which is really awesome. Yeah. When you think about it. You can do it anything right now. Take an apple. That apple that you have. I don't know if you like green apples or you like geisha, you like honey crisp. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I like apples. I've never bitten into an apple I didn't like. Oh, really? Okay. Have you? Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the sour apples. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I'd much rather have uh, honey crisp is my favorite okay. type of apple. Gotcha. Yeah. But bite into an apple in your mind. You now, what's interesting is biting the biting into the apple part, I feel like I can see and taste and feel more vividly than the banana, than, than, than the banana. maybe it's because i like apples more mm-hmm. i don't know but i don't really eat apples a lot mm-hmm. which is even more interesting i do eat bananas more than apples right but i can definitely i'm maybe it's it's more, something about that crunch maybe like maybe sinking your teeth maybe. into an apple maybe it's, yeah it's about the effort <laughs> um okay so you have that memory mm-hmm. now this is what i've been this is what i've been pondering on I told that story last pod, and it got me thinking about a lot of things, as well as some conversation that I had outside the pod. And the culmination gave this this to me, this exercise. I've been getting into this idea of hypnosis mm-hmm. that's usually used in like a thera- therapeutic sort of fashion. Right? Do you like believe in hypnosis is like as like because you, you i'm sure you've seen a thousand times somebody get hypnotized on tv yeah but like what does that look like in real life so i mean i've read i've read a little bit about this so it, and, and, and and who's to say that these people aren't faking it well so it depends on what it is you're looking at uh-huh. if you're looking at someone on tv there's a very good chance that it could be being faked right there are sometimes where maybe a, a hypnotist is on stage and they pick a random person out of the crowd, but that random person is actually in on everything. Maybe they're getting paid a few dollars or maybe they just they're running mates and they do this. Mm-hmm. It could very well be that thing. Or they're choosing people after asking series of questions to the audience that give away certain types of 
characteristics. Mm -hmm. They show certain characteristics that show that they are impressionable, open-minded people. Mm -hmm. And th so therapists and, and psychologists use this with their clients sometimes. And it's, it's, it's not, again, it's not as weird as taking someone's mind over. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't know how deep that goes, but it's more so about having someone in a in a rested state, a calm state, a clear-headed state that allows them to be able to try to do the same thing that we just did with the apple and the banana, mm -hmm. which is think about this thing in the past. You were there for it. You have some recollection of it. Let's see if we can unearth the finer qualities to this memory. Right. So so a lot of times that's what people try to do to deal with traumas that they have because people repress memories. Maybe you saw something as a kid you weren't supposed to see or you were you were abused in some sort of way and you your memory has blocked that from your conscious from your conscious mind so that you can continue to walk through life and not just be completely traumatized by the sight of something. Right. But you realize that there's an uneasiness about something that you encounter and you're like, I don't know. I don't feel too good about that thing. Mm -hmm. Why not? I don't know. It's just something deep. I don't like about this thing. Mm -hmm. There could be a very good chance that that goes, that goes deep into your past in your memories. And there's, there's really something that is linked to that thing that your brain is not allowing you to see, but that you can't, but you can through some type of hypnosis or maybe a deep meditation access. Right. Right. So, so it's not as, yeah, it, cause you know, you know it's what not I'm as magical of. as, as <laughs> just they, turns you into some mindless zombie. Right. And, and then make you, you do what, whatever they want you to do. Tell you to punch yourself in the face, <laughs> like you're going to do it. <laughs> like, and you'll never have your mind back until they snap their right, fingers right. or whatever. Again, I don't know how deep this stuff really, really goes. I, I, I don't know. I'm certain that there are some people that are impressionable enough or open enough to where they have had someone kind of steer them to do something and maybe not been quite conscious of that fact okay but it's i mean there is sleepwalking right that is right. A, that is a that state is a that thing. people have that is a they thing. get out of bed they have conversations with people they pick things up they go here they go there there are people that have that black out there are stories of people that black out from alcohol and they continue to live their life and people don't know that that person is blacked out because they're making transactions they're having conversations with people they're buying tickets and flights to go places like they're doing they're doing things. And when that person comes to at some point, they'll have no recollection of anything that they did. Mm. So the mind is a very, very interesting thing mm -hmm. when you tap into certain parts of it. And so that's what I've been thinking about. I thought about that story I told about our friend Bailey mm -hmm. and all that shit that went down. And it just started making me think about stories. One, because. Mike hit me and was like, yo, I completely fucking forgot about that story. <laughs> like, I, he was like, I, I kind of remembered it and remembered certain small things around it. But, like, I did not remember all of this stuff. Yeah. And so it makes me think about all the things that we forget mm -hmm. about in life. Yeah, there's, man, there's, I can't tell you how many times I've just been sitting and just the slightest thing 
just makes me remember something that I haven't thought about in like 10 years. Isn't it crazy? I love when it happens. Because I'm just like, damn, that did happen. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like, that was a part, like, that was my life for a second. Like, I was doing that thing. It's just like stored just in, in the back somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And so let me, so now let me bring this full circle in a way, you know, it's one of these bear with me type of moments where I'm taking a bunch of things. By the way, I learned a, a term for that. SM plastic. E-S-E-M plastic. Okay. Which is pretty much having the ability to take various fragments and put them together in, into a, a whole. Okay. SM plastic. Use, so, that, use that in a sentence. Um, the way that I come on this podcast and talk about various ideas that are seemingly unrelated and bring them together is very SM plastic of me. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. So... You just got done. Well, you and I both just got done off air looking at a video that was sent from an old friend of ours. Yes. This video is a clip from that scary movie two. I want to say it's scary movie. It's it's the it's the one, the one with the, the guy with the hand. Yeah, when they're in the haunted yeah, house. Yeah, I think yeah. that's two. Yeah, I think so. Because that was like the best like scary movie and scary movie two. And then after that, it started to get a little rocky. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, so Scary Movie 2, I remember I felt like was the best one. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I believe. Either way, I haven't seen that movie since probably since I was a fucking teenager. Right. Like, I haven't seen... I, that's not one of those things. Remember when we used to just watch... Uh, was that thing with Jonah Hill and, and Michael Sarah? Oh, super bad. Super. Remember how many I, times we watched that movie we, together? Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right, all right. That was just, just I, we don't need to go off on that. Love that movie. <laughs> but either way, so I haven't seen scary movies since I was a teenager. But mm-hmm. yet, there's this clip that came up, and it was Buddy and Cindy. I forget, I forget her real name too, but Cindy and Buddy from that movie. Mm-hmm. And they're friends. Again, he wants to date her. She's trying to do the celibate thing. He's acting like he's cool with it. He's not cool with it. They end up stuck in a freezer at some point in time. He's cold. She's trying to revive him. And the way to do this is to warm him up by jacking him off. Right. He then explodes. He ejaculates. And she gets stuck to the wall (laughs) by just like... A fucking just a hydro pump of semen, <laughs> just that like that's just uh, yeah. And I told you I saw that clip and was like, "Yo, what the hell is?" I don't remember looking at this clip and thinking, "Whoa, right?" That's no pun intended. A ballsy clip <laughs> to just put in a movie that, like you said, was probably PG thirteen yeah. at the time. Yeah. That we were watching as kids, like that's kind, that's wild. That's mm-hmm. a wild scene. Yeah. Like I wonder what our parents would have thought if they saw us and that scene came up. Like, what would your dad have said? Because my dad would have been like, what the fuck are y'all watching? I'm not sure. I feel like it might be one of those types of things where the where you know certain parents are like, uh, well, you know, this is, this is what's out there. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get exposed to it at some point anyways. We're not going to make a big deal about it. <laughs> Getting exposed to a buttload of gum <laughs> sticking somebody to a wall is a wild rationale. But, I, yeah, I guess I guess so. Um, so. And I think it depends on how impressionable you feel your kids are anyways. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? When they're watching something like that, is that something that they're going to watch and and take and hold dearly to them and it's going to shape their life in a certain way? Well, look, you know? well yeah, but I mean, again, I had no idea what was even going on. I didn't, right. I didn't even really know the significance of that right. scene when I saw it. I guess right. it was just one of those things that you just watch, it goes over your head and you just continue yeah. to watch the movie. Yeah. So now we're older and we look back and it means something completely different to us. Yeah. And we're having conversation about it. We're like, yo, what the hell is going on? Like, this is this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing in the past couple of days with my memories. Now, I know that my weekly goals be funny as hell. What do you mean? Well, because what I'm saying is that since two days ago, I've been closing my eyes for long periods of time in sifting through memories of mine, trying to unearth refined qualities about memories that I've had, which then branch out to other memories that I had forgotten about. And I'm trying to look at them like they're the first time I've looked at them since I've been 31 years old. Where do you start? Like, cause you, you close your eyes and then like, where do you start? So, so for me, this is something that someone told me is, is interesting about the way it's working for me. It seems to be quite easy. Mm -hmm. So for me, everything reminds me of something. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it's extremely easy for me to close my eyes, just have my mind be cleared, something pop up and that thing is going to remind, is just going to start unfurling into a million different types of memories mm-hmm. and I just allow myself to envision them. Like I had, I I saw a bag this morning when I was at my friend's house and it was a Flintstones like sack mm-hmm. that you might put like potatoes or apples in if you want apple picking, like one of those like earthly sacks that people, you know what I mean? Hunter gatherers were using, <laughs> except it had Flintstones like a decal. Gatherers. <laughs> it had like a Flintstones decal on the, on the outside of it. Uh-huh. And then I was about to take my vitamins and then off to the corner of my, I saw like, like the color orange and someone, and she had also told me that that night she had a dream about using a car that had no motor in it. So therefore she had to pedal the car Mm. with her feet, like the Flintstones, Mm -hmm. All of these things came to my mind. I closed my eyes and I thought about myself taking Flintstones vitamins mm-hmm. when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Dino in my mind and how Dino was my favorite vitamin to take because I think it was my favorite flavor. Now I'm thinking about Flintstone vitamins that I took. And and if I think about Flintstones vitamins for a second, then I'm going to start thinking. Uh, I think at that point in time, I start thinking of different flavors. I start thinking of different flavors and then it makes me think about the array of flavors in a Starburst, which is one of my favorite candies. And I start thinking about the fact that I used to steal candy as a kid at various convenience stores. And then at that moment, I'm thinking about me running around in different candy stores or in 7-Eleven, tucking stuff in my pockets with my friends and making sure that the clerk's not watching us and stuff like that. And like trying to beat the clerk around because the clerk was following us sometimes. <laughs> so trying to do that. And then now my mind is off to the races about my pat, my life mm-hmm. and things that were going on. And, and so it just starts like that. And then who was with me there? 
Like who who was around? Why are they not around anymore? Oh yeah, well that guy died. Okay, so now I'm thinking about my relationship with that guy that isn't here anymore because mm-hmm. he passed away. Mm-hmm. What was that relationship between us like? What type of time did we share around each other? Why did we stop hanging out? So once I'm on to one thought, once one word or one thing reminds me of something in the past and, and any image is brought up, my mind's off to the races and I can just start looking at things. But again, now I'm looking at them like we were looking at the scary movie scene. I haven't thought about things. I haven't seen them since I saw them. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm seeing them again, I can do it the same way I look at, at this banana we're peeling or the apple we're eating or, or this movie. I can look at it from a completely different vantage point and think about how it makes me feel now. What does it mean that this, that this did happen? Mm-hmm. Was, was there something that I like wasn't really noticing about it before that is actually much deeper mm-hmm. than I ever gave it, you know, credit for. Reminds me of that uh, the word association game, um, except it's thoughts. Yeah, and and just like whole memories mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's so that's what I've been doing, and I've just been just sifting through my story. You come across anything interesting? Oh, all sorts of shit. <laughs> I'm so excited about doing this. It's so it's so unbelievably entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. It's so unbelievably entertaining because, like I said, I haven't been there since I was there. And I'm thinking about these things. And I can I can almost be there mm-hmm. again and just and just realizing that life is a series of moments. And at one point I was there doing these things and now I'm just here doing this thing is a wild, surreal pitting against of, of just experiences. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was doing these things. Oh, that's fucking crazy. Cause now I'm not at all. And a lot of these people aren't even around. Some of them are, and they're doing completely different things, but telling, but, but seeing it play out in a story mm-hmm. is, is what's fascinating about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I have a million that came to mind. But one of them in particular came to mind because I also thought about this story. I don't know if you heard about it. This lady down in New Orleans, I think, mm-hmm. was was killed by some kids. Seventy three years old. She looked like like great, like a nice woman. Uh, she was. I don't think I saw that one. She was about to. The story was she was about to retire, and. She wanted to spend more time. I think her and her husband wanted to spend more time around their their grandkids. And she was like a week away from retiring, something like that. And she came out to her car one day, I think, off getting off of work. And like four kids ran over to her car and was trying to jack the car. So they got up in the car and sort of pushed her out, sort of muscled her out and closed the door and took off. But what they didn't, I don't, I don't think that they kind of quite knew was that this old woman's arm got caught in the seatbelt. So the seatbelt is outside of the car Mm. and her arm is wrapped. It's, it's tied. It's entwined Mm -hmm. in the seatbelt and they're dragging her for a block. There was a witness on the outside and he's just like, yo, stop the car. You're dragging someone. Stop the car. And they dragged her for a block until 
Her arm at the shoulder was severed until her arm came off of her body. Life. I don't know what their sentence is. Did they get caught? So afterwards, I believe one of the, you know what's funny about that movie, The Lie that I told you about, this on Amazon mm-hmm. and Hulu, I think it is, where a parent knows about the wild transgression of a child and it's whether you do everything you can to uphold the lie and protect your child or not. These parents weren't doing it. I think some mom found out what had happened. I think either the kid told her or she heard a couple of the kids talking about it, something like that. She turned them kids in. She turned them kids. She was like, no, you got to go. You did what? To who? You To, to whom? You got to go. Mm-mm-mm. So she turned them in. That's a rough, that's a rough decision I it have is. to make. It is. It is. What's even wilder is that out of the four kids, three of them were girls. Mm. Why is that wild? Because you don't expect one like violent crime from women. It's just like the statistics just show that. Right, right, right. Usually when, when women do something violent, for the most part, it's it's self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Right? Men are the ones that usually go out to harm someone else. That's just what the statistics say. I got you. So to have a bunch of little girls run and just like push some old lady out of her car and drag her a block down the street, that's that's kind of wild. Um, but it just made me think about young fucking scoundrels just young like because when you remember what it was like to be 12 13 14 15 right like like what was your problems like what were you doing like what what made most of your day as a 13 14 15 year old what made most of my day? What? Yeah, like what like what were you worried about? What were you filling your time with? What were your activities, your hobbies? Uh, I well, mean, I think the only thing I was worried about was just like getting good grades. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Outside of that, we was just playing basketball and riding bikes. Definitely wasn't stealing cars. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, that's the way you grew up, just doing regular kid shit. Yeah. Some kids, maybe there's it's a mixture of boredom and I don't have and, and peer pressure. Peer pressure, for sure. That just has you go off and do something. And something I was telling Duty when I talked to him about this story is how wild is it in this world? And not to say it shouldn't be this way. I don't got, you know, any real like recourse for this, but that you make one decision one time and you might pay for it for the rest of your life. Yep. Like y'all did this. Y'all could have never been these types of people. Like this could have been like the first real offense that yeah. they ever had. And just so we're clear, when I say life, I'm just I'm just being funny. Th- those kids don't deserve life, but they definitely deserve some sort of judgment. Yeah, I mean they're probably gonna get, I mean it's gonna be some years. Oh yeah, yeah. Are they there? Are they uh, juveniles? Yeah. yeah. So they weren't allowed to be named. Mm. Yeah, they were all under eighteen. Mm. And it's like as a kid, you 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 don't really know what you're doing. You don't like you don't know right. the the repercussions. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, you don't know that like the scale yeah. of what it is you're doing. And, and and the thing is, is that wasn't even supposed to go down like that. They were hoping to just get away with the car. Then it turned into something else. But shit like that happens, man. Just messing their lives up off the early. So that made me think about some young scoundrels. Mm. And <laughs> as I was in, I was in my my mind palace. <laughs> my mind palace. Uh, <laughs> I thought, yo, there were some terrifying kids that I went to school with. Oh yeah, absolutely terrifying. And because I was just on the back end of thinking about this story with Bailey, he's in this story with me. <laughs> and I don't know if he actually said these words, but for some reason, the most terrifying children at our middle school at the time had caught word that Bailey and I said that we could beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I, I don't know if, see, that's the thing. Cause I don't know if Bailey was, was talking slick to some girl that he wanted to, to look cool to or something like that. Cause, cause where did that, where would those words come from? Right. Like, why would that be a thing? Right. They caught wind of this. And let me tell you, I didn't feel good about it at all. The last thing I wanted, I don't care what little rinky dink $15 chain I brought, I bought that had like, I think I, I bought a chain that said Tupac. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it was just going to be like a basketball or something. This no, at, said at, at this point in my uh, life, I believe this was seventh grade. I had I had a, a, a rinky dink, just like silver with with the with the glass diamonds in it. Right. <laughs> and it said Tupac. You could that thing could have ripped if I jumped too hard. <laughs> I probably had a super long T-shirt on because you know back then you you had to get the tall tees. Oh yeah. What was it like the like the five for fifteen or five yeah. for twenty whatever? Yeah. I was wearing three at a time back then. Oh wait, see now you was doing a lot because most people did the two tone. I remember very vividly one day I wore three tall tees at once, <laughs> one red, one white. And one blue, and because I had a red, white, and blue fitted that I wanted to wear. To well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the reason you did the two tone is because you were gonna match it to something. Yeah, it was it was gonna be a hat. It was gonna be your whatever forces you had on. It was gonna be something. <laughs> Maybe a jersey that you were gonna wear over top of the three tall tees. <laughs> nigga, that was that was a jacket. That was that wasn't three tees, nigga. That was a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying with is, a shoestring <laughs> tied around your neck with your with your house key on it. <laughs> and this was around the time that I was going around and I was I was spray painting stuff. I was just like tagging stuff like like Malcolm X on on the side of buildings and all that because this is when I was just like super super heavy uh -huh. like. <laughs> Malcolm, I think my 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 MySpace name at the time was Malcolm X's advocate. Oppressor. Yeah, yeah, like I was definitely coming at people with the energy. <laughs> all in all, regardless of all these things that made me who I was at the time, what I wasn't was a thug. Right. 
I wasn't about that life. Right, right, right. So we mm-hmm. caught wind, Bailey and I, that they caught wind. Mm-hmm. Bailey and I both were trying to stay out the hallways. Dang. I remember the, the bells rang. Everybody was in their classrooms. Bailey and I hit a hallway. We were on one end of a hallway. And we just hit the mouth of it to go down the hallway to our classes. One of the two guys looking for us walked in the middle of the hallway towards the other side and turned his head at us real fast. <laughs> and we took off. My classway that was that way. I just said, well, I guess I'm not going to class today. <laughs> if he's standing in front of my classroom, I guess today's just not a day I go you to are, class. You're going to have to tell me who this person is. Oh, later. for sure. Oh, for, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a hint as to one of them. All right. So we take off in different directions. I'm going one way down another hallway, and there's there's a girl. Now, this girl, by the way, she, this is important, because she's respected amongst the thugs for some reason. I guess she grew up around the way. Mm-hmm. But she's one of those that they know that they, they respect her, they like her. I'm talking to her. The other one, which in my opinion is the much more terrifying one, comes around the corner, and I see him. At this point in time, the only people in the hallway are me, him, and her. Mm. There's no authority around at all. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say about this guy. Through my research, I've I've heard of this phenomenon in which the, the face that you make throughout your lifetime ends up being sort of the face that you have when you're an old person. Hmm. Meaning if you're constantly scowling and you, you know, you got the old man lips turned over <laughs> upside down with the little bulldog lines going down. Then you end up just kind of looking that way. So it's really about like, what face do you are you wearing? Mm-hmm. Like, what muscles are you using in which right. ways right. throughout the entirety of your life? Which is why sometimes you see certain old people and you're like, oh, they're mean as fuck. Mm-hmm. And you see certain old people and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. like there's something adorable about you. You like, you seem like you've been enjoying life, right. and you can see that very quickly. This nigga had a permanent scowl when we were in middle school. (laughs) By the age of 13, 14, he already looked like an angry person. Uh Very angry. Uh So that's first thing. He comes around the corner. I'm talking to this girl. He pops right up. He's just like, so I heard you said you could beat me. What's up? (laughs) Keon. When I tell you, when I go back in my mind and I try to think about the finer qualities of this moment, Uh like we're doing with the apple and the banana and scary movie, let me tell you something. I don't think that everybody necessarily saw it on the outside, but on the inside, I felt like I wanted to pass out, throw up shit and piss myself (laughs) all at once. I was I was like, yo, this dude, like he's going to kill me. What did you say? I didn't say a word. Oh. The person, the girl I was talking to said, shut up. This isn't him. You're looking for him. You're looking for blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Go find him. You're looking for Bailey. And then he was like, oh, all right, cool. And kept walking. (laughs) Now, this person is now on the search solely for my best friend. (laughs) 
And I just have to be okay with the fact that Bailey's dead. <laughs> I have to start the grieving process right now. Bailey's dead. Oh, man. Bailey is no longer on this planet, and I have to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. But I thought, wow, I that could have gone down very differently. Oh, yeah. If she was not there... If she just didn't, if she just bowed out of that and didn't give a fuck and was like, go go ahead, do what you got to do. Cause I wasn't ready for that. She saved your ass. And if for any reason anyone's listening, thinking, nah, Earl, you were just kind of being a bitch at the time. Not too many years later, this guy went to prison for murder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Just a, we're talking about seventh grade. A few years later, he went to prison for murdering someone. Mm. Wow. And I think after that happened, they found like more dirt on him, Mm -hmm. which only compounded the years. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty certain that right now he's in prison for life. Mm. Mm. Fuck that. The other one, I don't know where he's at. I, I, I I don't know where he's at. Mm. But you did say you used to see him walking around all the time when you were driving around. You used to be going to Navy Federal when we used to live together. You say, oh, yeah, I used to see him. Remember him from middle school? You used to see him walking around all the time. We'll talk uh, about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but don't worry about it. But yeah. either way, man, childhood scoundrels. It's wild being a, a, just like a good kid. <laughs> that good kid Mad City by Kendrick got a whole new meaning when you, right. when you really dig into it. It's right, like, right, right, right. You just trying to be a regular kid doing homework, playing basketball, messing around. And you have these guys willing it, to kill you. Isn't it interesting that those guys, though, were always like the coolest kids in school? Like, what was it about thug nificence that <laughs> that <laughs> that great. kids were just like, oh man, he be beating niggas up. Oh, he be he be doing this. That that nigga's cool. Well. This is, I mean, if you want to have this conversation, which we can have this conversation that, I mean, you're about to get on to a sadder point, which is that it wasn't all kids. Now, what was the commonality? Who was cool for being that? What What culture were they wrapped up in? Yeah. Hip hop. It wasn't every child right. that thought that that was awesome. There were some people that have no idea what we're talking about. They weren't. They were so far from living in this world that we're talking about. They didn't see a bunch of fights take place. They weren't seeing hair grab, people pulled, people going to prison for murder at the age of 13, 14. Like they, they don't know that. Right. We do though. Right. So that's yeah. So that's a that's a sadder point. I. I was I was listening to Get Rich or Die Trying mm-hmm. when I was in like the sixth grade. Uh-huh. Now it didn't mold my life or anything like that, but 50 was just the nigga back then. So, you know, that's what we were we were really listening to that that real bang bang shoot 'em up shit. But some niggas took that very seriously. And that's what they thought, like, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna be. At a young age, when you don't know anything for real. Bro, that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So the fact that I was running behind this friend of mine, Bailey, and I was like, I, I was literally for all intents and purposes, this nigga sidekick. Like that's I was Robin and he was Batman. <laughs> uh-huh. 
All right, I had the, I had the little bitch seat in the car. Okay, <laughs> like I had I had that little itty bitty compact seat <laughs> on the side on the side of the motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what those things are called. Yeah, exactly, like, sidecar. Sidecar. I think those are called sidecars. Well, that's well, that's what that's what I was in. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that that's what I was in. I didn't have all the gadgets that Batman had. Yeah, you were just sitting in a little oval oval, a little egg shaped <laughs> basket egg shaped thing with wheels on it. Yeah, exactly. Being carried by momentum. <laughs> exactly. I had no steering wheel. <laughs> right. Like wherever he steered the car, that's where we were headed. Oh man. And and I was I was pondering on that because I'm going back in my mind and I'm thinking, oh yeah. Well, he embodied everything that I thought was cool. What was cool and why was it cool to me? What was I listening to? What was I indoctrinated with? What was I giving my existence to? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was all of that bullshit. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that's what was the coolest thing ever. And it's not until you start getting older and looking at things and thinking, oh, damn, I was this. I was I had the wrong pair of glasses on like this is not this, this did nothing it's like putting on some glasses but but there are no lens in it it's mm -hmm. just the frame it does nothing for your sight at all or mm -hmm. you just have some some thick ass lenses in there and you don't need all of that magnification mm -hmm. so things are really just blurry mm -hmm. that's that's exactly what it is so you're just looking at life through through some bullshit lens thinking that it's something that it's not and you're just running into problem after problem after problem. And that's the reason why, like all your, all your values are all fucked up. Like you think everything that is so hollow, so shallow, so whack is the coolest thing in the world. And you revere it as such. Mm -hmm. And you're doing everything to chase it. I had a Tupac chain on $15. Why was I wearing that? I hadn't heard one Tupac song, by the way. Oh, wow. I didn't listen to Tupac. I was a Biggie fan. Okay. I didn't listen. To, I didn't listen to one Tupac song at, by, by by the time I had that chain on my neck. Interesting. I wonder what made you choose that. It was there. I knew Tupac was hard. <laughs> I know people like Tupac. I knew he was a thug. Thug life. Oh my god. Thug gosh. life across the, the stomach. Wow. Now the only chains I had back in the day were I had just like a regular silver chain. I had one that had like a basketball going into a hoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you know what basketball going to a hoop this is this is one of those places where it happens we're on a basketball court and there are what are like monsters to us being the looney tunes at the time mm. people that are just older than us and they're they're jamming on they're dunking on us they're bigger than us they're bodying us they've had more time to develop at the game of basketball just like i was telling you how malcolm gladwell was talking about Older kids just seeming better mm -hmm. in a league, which is why they just get more resources geared towards them. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. I'm out on that <clears throat> court, and I think that the people we're playing with <clears throat> need to go to the NBA. <laughs> I'm like, wow, they're really good. There was a time, and you don't know this. I used, yo, I was friends with your brother. Long before you and I were friends. Like, right. we were hanging out with him first. Right. When we, when all of the kids used to come to your backyard to play certain football games, and our friend's elder brother used to come out and play with us, 
and his name was Keon. Oh, wow. And he, <laughs> and he used to take the football and start at one end. And our job was to tackle him. <laughs> and he would start at one end of his backyard and just charge straight through <laughs> everyone. No one had a chance at tackling this guy. He was just running straight through you. He was way too strong. He was way too fast. And I was like, this nigga's got to, he's got to go to the NFL. <laughs> I was like, yo, this guy is super strong, super fast. How does he do this? That's so he's got funny. no fear. He's just like plowing through everyone. Like this guy's a super fucking athlete. And wow. that was my idea of Keon Harris for a couple of years. <laughs> I was like, this guy's amazing. Remember uh, Lil Ian? White with, yes. the, with, with the braids? <laughs> yes, with the, with the straight back cornrows. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I don't know why, but when I think about like those throwback tackle games, I used to I just think about just trucking the shit out of him. <laughs> he was a little guy. Yeah, too. he was he was he small was a little shit. guy. But that was probably but that's what I'm saying. Like it was cool for older guys to do that to young kids back then. Like that was cool. It was like you're not too young enough to where like if I hurt you, like I don't really gotta feel too bad about it. You out here with the rest of us. Right. But you know, you're also not old enough or big enough to really fend for yourself out here. <laughs> And so that was my idea. It wasn't until I got a little bit older that I just realized, oh, Keon was just older than us. <laughs> right, right. So right. he was just going to be bigger and stronger and faster right, at that point. Right, right. It's not until you get older and start looking at things in the past with new eyes right. that things come to the forefront and make <laughs> so much more sense. Yeah, because you weren't, I don't think you were always taller than me. No, I was I was the shortest out of the group, out of everyone that we wow. hung out with. I was the shortest. Wow. It, that wasn't until sophomore, junior year that I had my growth spurt. Mm-hmm. And then I was the tallest. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, so like, th- that's another thing. I was also literally looking up to people. Uh-huh. So I think that that also just kind of came with the complex as well. Yeah. So that's what's been most interesting to me about this is. You start looking back. There were adults that I used to look up at and think that they were just awesome. They were adults. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's certain things that they did I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I got older. I was like, this dude's a fucking Bama. <laughs> like, not only is he not awesome, he's just not cool at all. Yeah. Like, he treats people terribly. He has no real people skills. Right? Like, I don't, I don't know who doesn't have time to make six figures. That's what I'm talking about. <sighs> Like, like, I used to think that guy was awesome. And then I got older and started looking at some of the things he was really doing and some of the, like, inner workings of his relationships. And I was like, oh, you're a Bama, actually. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that is the exercise that I'm going through because I don't know too many people that consciously try to sit down and sift through memories and look at them with a newer, clearer lens, a wiser, more knowledgeable lens. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating process to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I'm, I'm having a great time doing that. You know, that makes me think about like when we used to uh, when we used to hoop um, or any, hoop anywhere. And we used to see uh, like niggas like John Harris come out. That's who I was talking about. <laughs> I was like, he needs to go to the NBA. <laughs> wow. He's so tall and he he's dunking. Like, who, no, yeah. it, like dunking is not that easy. Right, right. Like we were dunking on like those like 
Well, how tall you think those hoops were? Like maybe five, six feet? I don't know. Something. <laughs> right, bro. <laughs> yeah. But this nigga was dunking on regular hoops. And we were all in high school. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> But yeah, niggas used to look at him like, God damn, this nigga's slamming. He yamming these joints. Bro, I'm 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 looking, <laughs> I'm looking back. I'm looking back at everything. I'm looking back at all of my relationships. I'm looking back at relationships with people that I had. And some of it, and this is why a lot of people don't like to do this, because some of it, if you're not, again, open to the truth of certain matters or the truth of certain stories, mm-hmm. this shit ain't so fun. Right. But I think about some of the people that aren't here anymore Mm -hmm. and why they're not a part of my life when they were instrumental to my life at a point when I was hanging around them all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so what happened there? Like what what was the the straw that broke the camel's back or or was it like a slow fade out? Like what took place? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times when those people stopped hanging out with me and I heard about them the next time they was thugs. They was hanging out with whomever that's about to go to jail next. They on heroin now. They overdose now. Mm. Mm. They've Mm -hmm. left a couple of kids behind now. This this person never left where they were at. I only ever heard stories about them getting beat up and they lonely now. There's so many paths that you can take. So many paths. Like infinite to be on infinite paths that are out there for you to take when you're that young. And it's, re- it's the thug life really has that much more influence over, 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 I don't know. Let's say our community. You know what I'm saying? Um, wow. Cause like, it's just that one path that people choose. A lot of people just choose to go down. Couldn't be me though. <laughs> we we decided we were going to be little thugs for a little while. We decided to dip our toes in the water and do some thug-like activity. Mm. And then there's just hopefully your eyes open up or hopefully you are you are offered more. Mm-hmm. You are offered to to see more and experience things outside of that. And you say, "Damn, you know what? These other things are kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. I might get played for liking them." In front of other people, mm-hmm. but I might, I might have to take that chance mm-hmm. because I really like this thing. And mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Continue to live life the way that other people want me to, so I can be cool. It's not that easy for everybody. Yeah, no, it's, 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 not. it's, it's not. It's not. Some people really get trapped in whatever lifestyle they think that other people want them to live, and it, it's that is a hell bro everybody is being everything but themselves you gotta find yourself man like how long are you gonna be a follower you know oh i mean you you could just do that for life yeah yeah i think most people do that and that's not to say that you know like even myself like it's not to say i don't do a little following but Mm -hmm. i definitely you know, take some lead too. <laughs> you left, you stopped, and we talked about this last time. You stopped talking to people for a little while. Yeah. You met someone, you were with them, you spent a lot of time with them, mm-hmm. you started leaving people behind, people didn't hear from you, mm-hmm. we didn't see you nowhere. It's like, okay, I guess Keon's going now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's he's another one of these guys. We were hanging around, he decided he picked another pathway. He's right. gonna do that. Right. 
but you brought your ass back. <laughs> Some shit happened, but you brought your ass back. Right. And I think about that. I mm-hmm. think, what if Keon didn't? Well, yeah, what if I never came back? I, I, I don't, I have not heard a story about someone that just decided to be like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to hang around them no more. And it just went well. And it's, it's kind of weird because... I'm not just saying I'm just like some beacon of hope, but mm-hmm. but me and people I was hanging around with, yeah, we did some some weird shit from time to time, and we're trying to find parties, and we're hanging around people we shouldn't always necessarily be hanging around mm-hmm. as a result of going to all these parties or whatever, but we're not just seeking despair and turmoil and darkness in the you're not, alleys. You're not waiting, waiting outside of those parties to like punch a nigga in the face. Never my <laughs> thought ever. No, right. I, I'm here for the girls. Right. Always. Right. Always. Right. Hanging out with my friends comes second. <laughs> I'm here to meet the girls here. Uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to do. So no, there was never any, oh, I'm about to go punch this dude in the face. That was, that was never the case. And what a God, what about like fights that were like set up elsewhere and then took place and you know like something somebody was talking about during school like yeah we going that's going to happen you meet know, at the flagpole at 3 o'clock yeah, like that some shit type like of that. stuff you know what i'm saying like i remember um <laughs> a fight that i went to it's crazy to say that now oh yeah they were events yeah you just they were just free yeah <laughs> i went a fight that i went to at um over by Stonewall Pool, the soccer fields by Stonewall Pool. Mm-hmm. Everybody just met up there after school. Niggas filming it and and shit like that, and just just taking it all in, just watching people get battered and bloody. What the fuck was wrong with me? <laughs> what? It, it. I think there's something in us. I mean, think about it, like the the like. I mean, the, the Colosseum in Rome, like that was a thing where just people just came and watched lions tear men apart and men with swords and axes stab each other to death, chop each other's heads off. Like there's something in us that likes that, which is why boxing and UFC is a thing. Yeah. Like we like we like that that primitive competition. There's uh-huh. something about two big ass men rolling around trying to rip each other apart that uh-huh. just that speaks to us. Uh-huh. Uh, and and it's the animal in us. Yeah, and we're kids, so it's like, why not? There was there was a time I was on a bus going home, and I got off two stops before my stop to go see this fight that was brewing on the bus. <laughs> now this was now this was my other friend Henry, small Hispanic dude. You might have remembered him. Uh, maybe sounds familiar. Well, he was not at all dressed for the fight because again the stuff we were wearing back there everything that we just described a little while ago does not lend a hand to a fight by the way no too much fabric (laughs) (laughs) you may as well be draped in a flag way (laughs) too much fabric like wearing your pants below your ass again now you you can't really pivot your legs and and spread your legs the way you worried about your pants falling down you don't want that to happen and everybody gonna see see your ass that's even worse in the fight don't lose and then that happens too oh yo losing (laughs) a fight being on the ground and your pants being at your ankles (laughs) That's a wild position to be in. So my friend, I don't know what beef it is that they have, but we're, I think, in sixth grade at the time. So we're at the bottom of the totem pole in the school. Mm -hmm. And he's talking talking spicy to an eighth grader. Mm -hmm. And this eighth grader was a large eighth grader, too. Mm -hmm. They had no business fighting each other. Mm -hmm. 
but they planned to fight when they got That's off why the weight bus. classes exist. Exactly. This was a wild, wild weight class. Wild, wild weight class. It's like Brock Lesnar fighting me. Like, <laughs> like it, it makes no sense at all. We get off this bus and they go right at it. They don't they're like they're because they, this ain't one of those where we're going to talk shit to each other for five minutes. They were about to shit like my friend. And I think it was because he was small, too. He was scrappy. And, you know, sometimes you catch small guys that are like this because there's sort of that Napoleon complex in them, like like Scrappy Doo uh-huh. from Scooby Doo. Yeah. Like he was just always ready to fight. Uh-huh. This is who this guy was. Uh-huh. He was just ready to fight. And you see that in a lot of small dogs. Now that I think about it, a lot of small dogs be yapping off at larger dogs, mm-hmm. and you're like, please do, don't. No. Right. Right. No, that is a thing. Yeah, it's you see that thing. all the time. It's like, why is this little poodle doing this to this 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 like bulldog? Like this isn't gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they put their dukes up, and. My friend Henry starts swinging. He's throwing wild haymakers. The problem is he's throwing the haymakers and he's dipping his head down at the same time. Oh, no. So he doesn't really see where his hands are going. He's just really trying to go off of instinct. Right. And he puts his head down. in the. So now he's in perfect position for a headlock. Right. <laughs> and that's exactly what the guy does. He puts him in a headlock. And the, I think one of the last things that you want is for a larger person to get a hold of you. Yeah. Because there's only but a few things they're going to do. They're either going to choke you out or they're going to do what this guy did to my friend. And you don't ever want to be in a position in a fight where your feet come off of the ground. No. No, you don't. You don't know because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to land. Might land on your head. You, you don't want that. This guy had him in headlock fashion and then wrapped his arms around my friend's torso, picked him up and slammed him on the ground as hard as he possibly could. And they were on cement. Head bounced off the ground. He's got scrapes and stuff. He's bleeding now, but he gets up because, again, he's scrappy. So he's ready to fight. And he goes in with the exact same tactic he did before. And he's throwing his arms overhead and he has his head down and he gets put in the same hold yet again (laughs) and picked up and slammed on the ground in the exact same fashion that it took place five to ten seconds before. And at that, that point, the fight was over. I hope so. The guy, he got up, and at that point, you just kind of like, all right, all right, all right, all right, get off me, all right, fine. Like, you got it. Because at that point, people used, used to just fight and get things over with. Remember those? Yeah. When people fought and it was over with? Mm-hmm. So this was that era. Mm-hmm. And we, we, all went, we all went home. But yeah, fights were definitely events. Fights oh were definitely gosh. events. Oh my we used gosh. to go to see fights all the time. Oh, my gosh. All the time. I can't think of too many more that I might have attended, but this this one stands out to me. The one I was talking about earlier stands out to me very specifically. I just remember, um, you know, obviously it was it was between two women. Uh, well, two girls. <laughs> they were definitely girls at the time. Um, and I just remember, you know, obviously a whole bunch of hair pulling, shit like that. But one girl had a nose ring. 
that obviously did not hold up in that fight and just had her shit just leaking. And it was just blood was in her hair and all over her face, on her clothes. Mm -mm. And then so uh, the administrators at the school caught wind of it, started, you know, asking questions, blah, blah, blah. And I was one of those people that had recorded it. Had to delete that shit immediately. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want nothing to do oh, with that. Oh, yeah, because you could you would have been like an accessory yeah. at that point. Yep. I for sure. sure. Yep. For sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely not an innocent bystander yeah. at that point. Yeah. I don't throughout my life, I've I've done as much as I can to just stay out of trouble. Yeah. Out of trouble. There was this one time on the on the senior trip that we went to to mm. Disney World where like Disney World is the one down in Florida, right? That's I have world no or is idea. that I think that's world. I have no idea. Yeah, okay. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the one in Florida. You went down to Universal Studios. Or you we, actually went to Disney World. Are those two separate things? Universal yeah, Studios? Yeah, they're and, two different things. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We went to Universal Studios. Okay. We um because Disney World has like five different little areas. They have uh, Epcot. They have the Animal Kingdom, the Magic Kingdom, and maybe one more um, other okay. spot. Okay. But they just gave us a choice mm -hmm. as to which one we wanted to go to. Um, and it, they just broke us off into different groups with, okay. with a couple of adults and just kind of let us do our thing in the, in that particular park. Mm -hmm. um, let us, even though we were in high school, they all, they kind of just let, really let us do our thing. We were all 17, 18 at the time. Yeah. So, you know, I guess maybe they just trusted us. I don't know. Um, it was but, a, it was a different day and age. Yeah, that too. Um, but obviously, I know on your trip somebody got sent home. So, <laughs> well, well, they didn't get sent home. I mean, they they would. I mean, listen, he got apprehended by the police. <laughs> he got apprehended by the security. Security <laughs> handed him over to the police uh, because he thought he was much slicker than he was when he was stealing some stuff out of out of a shop. Uh -huh. And <laughs> supposedly, from what I understand, a couple of my friends were walking with him out of the store. And I guess the security was sitting there. They, this ain't their first it's, rodeo. It sounds like me at Bush Gardens. That yeah, story I told not yeah, that long ago. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> they know what you're here to do, and they look at you looking around, like, and they're just like, "Okay, so this kid's about to steal something." Uh -huh, uh -huh. And he put something in his pocket and walked out. And he said, "My friend said that they were all walking together." <laughs> and that the security came and just like yoked him up and they all just continued to walk like they didn't question nothing they didn't stop and say hey like they just they just kept walking they were like nope whoa like, okay all right so then you know later on clearly one of my friends at some point told like it was just like man i don't know if i should snitch because see that that's another thing that was written and in, embedded into our dna like oh i don't know if i should snitch on him but if if he hadn't said something then he was going to end up being put in jail mm -hmm. and his parents were going to have to come down uh, to Florida and get him. Uh, so it was a good thing that he said something to our counselors or, you know, or, um, you call them our chaperones yeah, yeah, yeah. so that they could go get him instead. Um, there was this one, you know, I'm about to tell two stories about that trip, two short stories. Um, back then I, you know, got my, like my first like iPod, had like my first, very first iPod, you know, first generation and all that. So on the trip, more than once, people had to tell me, like, you know, I'm listening to music and shit, got my, got my earphones in. People are talking about basically how I didn't know all the words to the song. So I'm just sitting there just like, 
you know, just kind of like rapping and stopping for a second because I didn't then just getting back into it. And for whatever reason, it drove so many people crazy that I they had to tell me about myself. Like, oh, like, stop, like, stop doing that. Like, you don't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, like, learn the words first. <laughs> Yo, fuck, kids are fucking horrible. <laughs> This was upset with you because you just yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah pretty yeah. much yeah 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 um but so what they also did is I don't know how they did it with you guys but when we went there was like four people to a room two people to a bed yeah I think that was it um and you know back then everything was still even now but mm-hmm. definitely back then in, in your adolescence everything was gay yeah so like we knew we were <laughs> We knew we was going to have to sleep in beds together. Okay. But I guess we just tried our best for it not to be as gay as possible. So instead of laying the way you would normally lay in the bed, like, like upward. Okay. We laid, we like laid like horizontally to provide more space between each other. Now I don't know if I don't know I don't So you're know. not laying long ways in the bed. Yeah, we're laying side we're laying the yeah, the other way. That is hilarious. But because that allowed for for more space yeah. to be separate. Okay, see <laughs> my friends and I didn't do that. <laughs> we we didn't do that. And it's all the same guys that you know today that yeah. are in our chat. Like we just l- laid in the bed. I all I, we did was just not put our penises to each other's asses. Like that was that was enough for us. Um I think I roomed with uh and we also didn't look into each other's eyes. So so you couldn't you I guess you just had to either be laying on your back and looking up or you had to be back to back. But you couldn't both be <laughs> you couldn't both be like face to face cuz now you just open your eyes and somebody else is looking at you and you couldn't be spooning each other either. Right. Yeah. Or you could be like opposites where like if you turn over their feet are right there in your Head face. Head by the leg and yep. yeah, yeah, yep. yeah yeah yeah. You ain't have to tell my girl I used to pee in the rain, bed. Rain, rain, go away. I I hope I I hope they know this song. Someone they, will. Someone will. Someone will. Great album. Great song for sure. Um, but there was also an instance on that trip where like they would they you know at nighttime they would put like a uh, like tape on the doors so mm. it would show if someone left. Yeah, out. yeah 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 yeah. Um, and um, I I don't I don't remember the exact scenario, but I do remember pretty much like voicing my opinion where like someone had said something about the tape on our particular door being broken. Mm. And I just kind of like jump out there and like, Oh, it wasn't me. I didn't leave. I didn't leave out. It wasn't me. And everybody just looking at me like, nigga, like shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is, this is a a trip about you learning a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, great trip, great trip. I don't know that a lot of high schools are doing shit like that anymore. Mm. Um, yeah. Y'all might've missed that era. Yeah, but um, that, yeah, that, that was all. No, I what I hear is that our class ruined that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, you I remember you telling me that. Yeah, but those are just you know kind of just memories that I just kind of like dug out of my mind at one point mm. that are that now stay with me. Mm. But 
I don't know that I've ever told anybody about that stuff before. Hmm. <laughs> you know, that that guy I was talking about that got in the fight, the little scrappy dude. Hmm. I saw him get beat up another time. See now. <laughs> See, come on now. Now, now <laughs> this is one of my favorite pastimes when I go back in my mind. The county fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Keon, and the, bro. All the who's who's was there. Come if, on, son. If, Let's talk about if, the county fair, bro. If, if you had any sort of friends <laughs> yeah like 1000 yeah. you were going up that's to a fact. the county fair that's a fact and you might not even cuz i didn't really ride no rides we just walked in a circle yeah nigga just Nobody did. first of all i'm a, i wasn't i first of all i didn't grow up being the largest roller coaster enthusiast. Yeah, me like, I'd get on certain ones, but I like it, that. Like that wasn't the reason why I would go places. Damn shit. To this day, I only get on certain ones. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, especially listen, we saw that guy die at oh, Icon God. Park. This kid, shit. That in that what this was like a drop zone type yeah, of thing where yeah. you just you get strapped in. Clearly, his thing wasn't down enough. He was a big guy. Yeah, he was. He was. And so that clamp didn't come down. It may have been like... Not enough. Exactly. It didn't quite click. Needed one more. Exactly. And maybe the guy that walks around and checks to see if all of these things or all these seats are secure, maybe his checking of the the security of it isn't quite it. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of tugged that. It's like, oh, okay, it didn't seem like it moved anywhere. And so he cleared it. And they go up and they come down. And when that thing stops and bounces back up for a second, he flies out to his demise. <sighs> so when I, my whole life, when I thought about carnival rides, I always thought, some shit like that. Oh yeah. Not necessarily amusement parks. There was a little bit of that was in the back of my mind. The the way that my my girl says it is if it's something that they can just pack up into a truck and move to the next state in a matter of hours, I don't want to get on it. So that was my thought. So that's <laughs> one reason why I wasn't getting on a bunch of stuff at the county fair. But aside from that, first and foremost, me and my people are sneaking in. I'm not <laughs> I'm not paying. The tickets was like $15. The tickets, it was expensive. Mm-hmm. We were sneaking in. We would just walk around the fence long enough to find where somebody had already like cut a hole or something, or you know, the spikes at the top weren't so crazy. Uh-huh. And you would you would just climb the things. Maybe sometimes you get a little rip or a little scrape on you, but you just climb that thing and you walk up behind <laughs> maybe where they used to have the animals at, at the uh-huh. very top of it. You walk around where the elephants and the pigs and stuff are, and you walk over. And then you're in that huge circle where uh-huh. everybody's walking counterclockwise 8,000 times. Yep. And that's just, you never what know who you're going to see on that, that third lap. But yeah. that's, but that's what it was. It was the biggest like summer or social event uh-huh. that was going to be taking place for us. Uh-huh. You hadn't seen people in a couple of months. <clears throat> you were getting ready to go back to school in a few weeks. People were going to be wearing fresh clothes out. You were going to flirt with girls. You were going to dat people up a million times, yeah. see what's going on. Sometimes you may play tag. You run around playing tag with uh-huh. people, kicking up a bunch of dirt in people's faces. You get a funnel cake, maybe a big-ass turkey leg, lemonade, cotton candy. Yes, sir. Maybe you go in the mirror house and run around through the little mirror maze house. You do these types of things. Yes, sir. So I'm going to get into one thing before we get into the guy I see getting beat up. All right. (laughs) Mikey, I love you. (laughs) This is hilarious. (laughs) 
So one of the biggest attractions for me, mm. because we always used to love roasting people, frying people. If you're not aware, if you've never been to a carnival or a fair, or maybe your county carnival or fair did not have this thing, the high and dry. I remember he used to be up there and he would say, and high and dry, high and dry. It was the clown. Mm -hmm. And that was as soon as you walked in and you would take a right and you'd walk far enough, it'd be on your right side, kind of off in the corner by the, where the turkey legs were. Mm -hmm. And this high and dry, this game is, what, what, what do you call it? It's a, it's a, uh, a water tank. Mm -hmm. It's the dunk tank, yeah. maybe you would call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're sitting out in a crowd, in a sea of people, and you're watching two people maybe go up at a time, and you're trying to throw a baseball and hit a small marker, probably the size of this microphone filter right here. Mm -hmm. It's maybe twice the size of a baseball, if that. Maybe like one and a half times the size of a baseball. Right. And you, if you hit it, it goes back and through some lever pulley system, it draws, it caves the bridge or the seat, the plank right. that the clown is sitting on and he drops into the water. Right. But that's not even the best part. I don't really care about seeing him fall in water. It's that this is a professional clown. Mm -hmm. And his profession is to clown people. It's to roast people. I feel like I feel like I feel like I've heard the story that you're about to tell me. He used to sit up there, and 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 so if you were ever missing any any entertainment at the fair, you just go over there mm -hmm. and just stand in the crowd. But you got to try to stand far back because if you don't, he's gonna roast you. <laughs> so he might be up there, and sometimes he wasn't pulling his punches either. Sometimes he says some stuff, and it was tugging at you. Uh -huh. Like I've seen like a guy and his girlfriend go up there. And maybe the girl's a bit bigger than the boyfriend. And he's like, oh, I think you should just hand her to, hand her to the baseball. She seems like she's much stronger than you, big boy. She's a big girl. Oh, she's coming with that power. Like, like he's, he's not pulling his punches. He's up there roasting people uh -huh. all day long. And I think Mikey decided, because, you know, Mikey, I think he played a little bit of baseball Right, back in the day. I remember football. I don't know about baseball. I think he did a little bit of baseball. Okay. And he went up there and he was going to try. He did not succeed. Now, I don't remember the jokes in particular, but let's just say for the sake of it, because at this point, Mikey had his afro. Mm -hmm. So he had to throw out. Let's just say for the shits and giggles, for the sake of the story, this clown just like, oh, look at this guy. He looks like a damn microphone. <laughs> like <laughs> He's just making fun of him. Uh -huh. Mikey decides this is rookie must and he learned this this is rookie mistake 101 for hecklers in in an audience of like a comedian uh-huh that guy has a microphone you don't you're just a heckler <laughs> mikey wasn't doing it he wasn't going to lose the game and also get roasted <laughs> by a barrage of jokes about his hair or whatever else it was he being joked on about. Uh -huh. Mikey was like, and Mikey went for the jugular too. Mikey was like, yeah, nigga, but you look, you work at the fair though. <laughs> <laughs> he went for it. Mm -hmm. And this clown was like, huh? What'd you say? He was like, well, you work at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> The fair. 
Because, you know, it's about the way you got to drag yeah. it out to make it look wacker. You work at the fair, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I, I know I laughed. He may have got a couple other laughs, but then the clown just real quick because this is what he does. He was like, yeah, but you're at the fair. So what does that make you? A fairy? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone started laughing. <laughs> and then just came a barrage of other jokes. <laughs> and we just had to take that L and walk away. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Uh. One. Hecklers. Stop it. One. This person's a professional. Right. They travel city to city, night after night. He's probably drunk off some jack and shit. He's up there. He's just telling jokes. He does this. I'm, if if I was a comedian, I would love hecklers because I'd just be roast. I love. Oh, oh yeah. Some people. Okay. Some people think that they because they're funny around their friends. Mm-hmm. They think they can roast, but they don't know that this is a professional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, it's people disrespecting Mikey. Listen to this. It's people disrespecting professionals at what they do. Mm-hmm. And I got another story for you off air All about right. that, which is why I just spoke to Mikey that way. People just be disrespecting professionals at what they do. They think they can just pop up and do that. It, it's not like that. Uh-huh. And this is just a clown at the fair. Uh-huh. But he's a professional clown. Yeah. He does this. So that was that, that was one of my things. I used to love the fair so much. But to this guy, Henry, I I tried to go back in my brain and like resurface this one. All I remember was him again in a long ass tall tee with some baggy ass jeans below his ass. Mm-hmm. And I just remember a lot of dirt being kicked up <laughs> because there were a lot of people coming after him. Mm-hmm. Like he got beat up by a, a like a ton of guys. Shit. And it was just a bunch of dirt, bunch of punches being swung, and some feet being stomped into his body <laughs> at a point. And him getting up. Dirty as hell, blood everywhere, scrapes yet again. Uh And I was just thinking, damn, man, you really live this thug life. Like You really be here because I have yet in my life to be picked up and slammed twice or stomped out at the county fair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this just seems to be a thing that you do. Like this is this is just what you do. I used Uh, to love the fair, man. I remember one time um, I was out at Weems, you know, shooting hoops, shit like that. This is back when I had um, my gas-powered scooter. Do you remember that? I used to have like a gas-powered scooter. I used to want that so badly. (laughs) It was the coolest thing. Nigga, I had the gas-powered scooter. I also had the little little joint, the little like mini Harley joint too Mm. back in the day. But there were uh, two individuals. um, I won't say their names, but they were basically some of the same type of people that were looking for you and Bailey in the hallway. (laughs) Um. And so two of them, two, two of these people that I was clearly not trying to have any problems with yeah. were like, yo, let's, let me borrow your scooter so I could, I could run up to the 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm hesitant, but it's just like, if I say no, I may as well just get on my scooter and leave. <laughs> 1,000%. You're not sticking around. You're yeah. going to have a good time. Yeah. So 
I, I let them take the scooter. The scooter's made for one person. I, it was two niggas <laughs> on the scooter scooting the 7-Eleven. Oh, you know, we gonna make it work. Two niggas on this scooter scooting the 7-Eleven. <laughs> scooting. Yeah. I mean, probably too much weight for the scooter and everything. <laughs> for sure. So, these they, they go to the 7-Eleven and if... Like Weems ain't that far from the Seven Eleven, especially it's on a, on a scooter that's gonna get you about fifteen miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Niggas is taking a long time, mm-hmm. taking a long time to come back. Niggas is just on the court frying me like, ah, nigga, they got you. <laughs> yeah, them, them niggas, they ain't coming back. They got you. Oh man, oh man, what you gonna tell your parents? Oh, oh man. And I'm just sitting there like stressing because I'm not trying to go home and tell my parents that I let somebody ride my scooter and they ain't come back with it. <laughs> That's the last thing I'm trying to tell my parents. Right. But obviously my parents don't know who I let borrow the scooter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I ain't trying no problems with these things. <laughs> <laughs> these people I'm also these people I'm thinking about are also in prison right now. <laughs> They're also in prison. So <laughs> And I don't know if maybe we're thinking about the same people, if, if, but I don't know. But these these uh, these two people I'm thinking about are also in prison for murder, for killing, for death. Um, see, see, this is what see, see this is this is what we was growing up around. Like this is what we had to combat. Like just being nice guys trying to live in this ecosystem. Yep. Yep. Oh, so <laughs> they did come back. Oh man, I, I, it's we, little, I'll tell you what, we sure did get the last laugh. Right, <laughs> but go ahead. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, they did come back eventually. I don't know if maybe they went somewhere else oh. or what happened, but they did eventually come back. I don't even think I, I don't even think that I continued playing basketball at that point. Because I was just so happy that my scooter came back. Yeah. And turns out as I was riding home, for whatever fucking reason, the gas cap to the scooter was missing. <laughs> and so I and I didn't notice that as I was driving. I only noticed as I said driving, riding. As as I was riding the scooter, I just happened to look down and I just saw like, you know, I'm I'm going over like cement and, you know, yeah. it's not, ex- you know, it may not have been level. Right. I just see gas like just like. <laughs> and I'm looking down. I'm like, what the fuck happened? What happened to the gas tank? Like, what happened to the gas tank? Like, what did you, who removed the cap? Like, why would you do that? Yeah, like, y'all didn't, y'all didn't fill it up. Yeah. I know y'all didn't take it to the, to, and get no, put no gas in it. Like. Why was the gas tank? Like, why was the cap gone? And and that's why your parents tell you not to let nobody ride your shit or borrow your shit. Because they're gonna break your shit. That's very, very true. Because <laughs> they don't care. No, it's not theirs. They don't I don't care about it. Listen, yeah. See, I never had anything cool like that. I remember I wanted a scooter and a moped and all these different things that people had so badly. Oh, oh nigga. Huh. <laughs> there was so you know, uh, John, Wayne, Tony, and all them, mm-hmm. like, them niggas used to have a moped. Oh, yeah. They was about that moped. They were life. always talking about it. Everybody amongst them always used to hear, like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get the governor taken off yeah, this day yeah, so it goes yeah, good. Like, they, that yeah, was the line. I'm about yeah. to get the governor the taken governor. off so then I can, wah, wah. Yeah, the yeah. governor. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Tony wanting to sell me uh, one of his mopeds at the time because he was about to get a new jump. 
And now that I'm thinking about this as an adult, my parents must have thought I was insane. I remember I remember vividly going to my mother like, hey, Ma, can I use the money in my savings account to buy this moped off of Tony? Hell no. <laughs> like, nigga, you going to use your savings, your, your savings account that doesn't have a lot in it because you're like 15. Right. <laughs> to to go purchase a used moped from your friend. No. I just asked flat out, can you guys buy me a moped? Because everyone has one. They were like, boy, shut up. You're going to die. <laughs> That's what they told me. Like, Earl, you are not responsible enough. Stop asking for pets, for scooters and mopeds. Like, no. Like, you don't know how to handle nothing. You know what my answer was to everything? Can I get? Can I start learning how to drive to get a driver's permit? You go get them damn grades. <laughs> I'm sick of you asking about pets. You're not going to get no dog, no cat, no fucking bird. You're not going to get a scooter, a moped. You're not going to learn how to drive. You're not going to do a fucking thing uh, until you start bringing some A's and B's in this house. Uh, uh, There's nothing else that you need to be worried about. Yep. Period. Yep. So that was my life. I never got to have any of those cool things. I did have a series of bikes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you would just find a bike. I would find bikes in the trash sometimes. Mm -hmm. People would just put, like, guard, like they would just put bikes on the side of the curb waiting to be picked up by the trash. Man, I'd go over there and be like, man, what's going on with this bike real quick? Like, what can I figure out? Like, okay, this one, all right, the front brake don't work. That's fine. I brake with the back one anyway. Like, I'm not <laughs> using, I'm not really using the front one unless it's an emergency. I'm right, um, just use this back one. The chain is popped. Oh, these dumbass niggas don't know how to put a chain back on. I know how to flip the bike over, put the chain back yeah. on. Like, I can do that. Remember, it's a little rusted. Okay. Remember, uh, I don't know. Did you hang out with uh, uh, Mark and Kenny back in the day like that? Uh, a, a little a little bit. Remember, they had a, another friend. I think his name was like Michael or something. <laughs> Tall, like blonde hair. It wasn't blonde. It wasn't blonde? Okay. It was brown. It was brown? Okay. Yes. And his last name was Presatus. No, I'm not thinking about. I'm thinking about oh, somebody else. Because a tall Michael with glasses is Zach. No, I know. Brother. No, I know who you're talking about. Oh, okay, I'm thinking about someone else. Oh, okay. Because this would this was too. Like, because I I got the two people in my mind who you're talking about, who I'm talking about, two different people. But what I was gonna say is like, you remember them niggas like always like just tweaking their bikes and shit and being able to do wheelies and shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that was definitely. I used to I used to want to be like them niggas on the bike so bad. I, I I could not perfect a wheelie to save my life. No, the wheelies I wasn't really like, hell bent on getting. I just loved mountain bike riding. Like I was in the woods with mine. Oh, for real? Yeah, for oh. sure. And one particular time, it was me, Cody, and Julian. Uh -huh. And we were going through the woods like it was crazy. But see, we're in a part of the woods, and this is that adventurous part of ourselves that just needed to be fulfilled as as people, honestly, as kids, but I feel like we need that as adults as well. Uh -huh. And when you start to lose that, things get weird when you when you miss that sense of adventure mm -hmm. in your life. And we're just in some part of the woods we that was <clears throat> unchartered to us. Uh -huh. So we just ride. We going down rocky hills. We going off of hills like their ramps, landing, trying to do stuff. We've been playing a whole lot of like Tony Hawk and like BMX, <laughs> BMX games, stuff uh -huh. like that a lot of times. So now we're trying to go out there and do cool stuff. Uh -huh. Julian's first. I'm second in the line. Cody's behind me. 
We're in the woods, zipping past trees, rocks are flying up. It's exhilarating. This is one of the best bike rides of my life. <laughs> because as a kid, speed is everything. Oh, yeah. And you never really thought about what if, because, you know, the bike starts shaking underneath you. Uh-huh. Like, what happens if this bike goes out from underneath me? And niggas was not wearing helmets. No. You le- I had to leave the house with helmets because my parents were like, Earl, leave the house with the helmet. Put the helmet on. <laughs> so I used to do a couple things I had to like secure. Okay. So this is this was this was what I had to do. First and foremost, I wanted to wear a chain. I wanted to wear a do-rag. Oh yeah. Out the house. Two things I couldn't wear. I couldn't let my parents know I was doing it. So I had to have the chain in my pocket and the do-rag in my pocket. <laughs> So I had to leave, and it wasn't until I got around the corner, I put the chain on, put the do-rag on. Now I'm a whole different nigga. <laughs> now I don't switch. I'm like like uh, Superman going in and out of the phone uh-huh, booth. Like uh-huh. I'm a whole different person now. Uh-huh. And I also had to wait till I got around the corner to take my helmet off. And I would just put the helmet on the handlebar. Just put the strap on the handlebar. Because they're like, you don't wear a fucking helmet. Nobody's wearing a helmet. You just, when you take the fall, you take the hit. Ah, this nigga trying to protect his skull. Yeah, exactly. Like, this bitch ass nigga. Yeah, I think I had like a Spider-Man helmet. Like, it really wasn't cool. (laughs) This nigga trying to be safe. Yeah, it's like, nigga, take that dumbass fucking turtle shell off of your head. (laughs) So that's what I would do. Because when you fail, you just take whatever hit was there. That day, I had no helmet on. I had the helmet strapped on to the handlebars i'm going down this very very large hill julian's front he's going much faster than i am again he's older he's stronger he's quicker he's pedaling that damn bicycle he's going he's Mm -hmm. gone and he goes over this the top of this hill and supposedly he started screaming and i didn't hear it I was having so much fun, and that's all I was worried about. I just heard mud and dirt being kicked up and rocks flying around and the bike and the tires like underneath me. That's all that mattered to me. Yeah. Supposedly, Cody had heard this, so he says afterwards. <laughs> he says, oh, I heard him saying, stop, stop. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I come up off of this hill. And it was like, it was like an X Games ramp. This nigga, this nigga was like E.T. Exactly. <laughs> I went off of this hill, off the, the, off the edge of a cliff. Uh-huh. And I'm in the air and I look down and I see my brother laid out on the ground in this large ass like riverbed that's dried up and it's just nothing but a bunch of jagged rocks underneath me. Oh no. And I see his bike like five feet away from him and I slowly like just kind of let go of the bike. Oh no. And I, it's just in slow motion and I'm just flying through the air and I hit that ground and smack those rocks in a roll and hit my head on another <sighs> jagged rock. And I am beat to shit. <laughs> I'm I'm cut everywhere. I'm bleeding. My head is rocking. Mm-hmm. I'm dizzy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just my bike is 10 feet away from me somewhere, you know, wheel spinning. And I'm just looking up in a daze. And I just see Cody at the top, at the top of the cliff, just looking down, like, oh shit, you did a Superman, dude. He said that? Yes. <laughs> I guess I was parallel with my bike as I was just flying <laughs> through the air. But like my parents said, 
I didn't need a moped or a scooter. I didn't need to go any faster than I was going. And I certainly didn't need to be around any cars right. while I was doing it. Um, Real quick, a, a crash story. So Wayne, you know, he was a moped guy. Um, his some one of his family members, a cousin or something like that, was bringing over like some new some some I don't know I don't know if it was new to him or brand new, but a, a new moped. And so his cousin looks at Wayne and all of us. We're all there, you know. Me probably I don't know. Tony might have been there. I don't know. He's like, yo, you the only person that can ride this. Don't let nobody ride this. His cousin leaves to go somewhere, but he plans on coming back. I convinced Wayne to let me ride the ride the moped. I did have a helmet on. Okay. All right. <laughs> um something. Yeah. Uh well, this was like a cool, it was like a motorcycle helmet. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't feel like a bitch ass nigga with it on. Right. You know yeah, it's had the visor. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm riding a joint down uh Weems Road. You know what I'm saying? Like down all the way to where it uh connects to like a uh, Stonewall Road. And I'm riding it back up the hill. And, you know, like on the sides of like streets, it'd be a lot of like little rocks and gravel mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, like, I'm like towards like the right side of the street. There's a car coming. So I'm trying to get out the way. But I'm like hitting, you know, a good speed over here. And for at some point, that motherfucker loses traction. And I just shoom, just on my side, like palms into the ground. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! I I had all types of little rocks just in my hand, just Ooh. in my hand, elbows, Ooh. elbows scraped up, everything. I did have a helmet on though. <laughs> yes. So that, hey, hey, yeah, because the whole you could have been two faced, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. So you know, his cousin comes back. And I forgot some sort of Wayne made up some kind of lie because I, I, nobody's supposed to be riding it. Yeah. And so his cousin is kind of like, you know, rolling the moped and he just stops and he turns around. He's like, man, who wrecked? Who, who, who crashed this? Who wrecked? And Wayne was just like, I mean, I kind of, I, you know, I kind of just, you know, he didn't say it was me. He didn't say it was me. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. him putting it on himself. Yeah. Don't know what happened to the moped, but just a, sh- a short I crashed story. Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious, man. Being a kid was awesome. Dude. It wasn't it? It's so awesome. Wasn't it? That's what oh. that's what that's what all of this has has gone to show me. Like just look back and it's Some so great many times. fond memories of so many things done and so many people. So many awesome connections and friendships and mm-hmm. just acquaintanceships, and mm-hmm. parties, crashes. Yeah. Just you live was, and you learn. Oh, man. You live and you learn. Such an awesome time. I tell Ja'Cory all the time, like, hey, man, don't move too fast. I know you got, I know you feel restricted. I know, you know, there's certain things you want to do and do with your life, but don't grow up too fast because, you know, it's, it's a lot of be, a lot of fun to be had as a kid. You ain't got to pay for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just just be out here just all willy-nilly. Yep. Just having a great time. Yep. Don't move too fast, man. Did you ever get on that rope swing behind my house back in Point of Woods? Did you ever do a rope swing in any creek? 
anywhere? Um, Did you never get that joy? I feel like I've been on a rope swing before. I just don't know if it was over a body of water. It was just kind of a a, a, a long rope attached to a tree. See, the thing <laughs> is, so was ours. And there used to be a seat attached to it. And I don't know who first put it there. It used to be like a small plank uh-huh. that someone put. And then they they knotted a rope to so they could put the plank around it. And so you could sit and just and just kind of go off of this little hill and just swing back and forth. But then at some point, for some reason, that plank kind of went off. So then people were just hanging on to the rope and just swinging. And it was on a large hill. So sometimes, I mean, you would what you were supposed to do is just hold on to it and swing back and then jump off when you where you started. Mm-hmm. But then for some reason or another, we just decided we were just going to start jumping at the other end. And fall 15 <laughs> to 20 feet and just hit the ground and roll. I mean, it's like it's like jumping off a swing. Well, it lit like a regular swing. And that's another thing. Depending upon how what your swing capabilities were, because mm. I was getting up. There oh, yeah. You had to get up on there. swings. You had to get up. You there. just jump off at the top and you have but you have to know how to land. Yeah. Well, we were also, we were landing in like mulch. And that's enough to fuck you up, though. Yeah. So mulch is enough to scrape you up, though, if or, you, you know, land in it incorrectly. Some of the playgrounds were doing like like uh, like shredded tires. Oh, like yeah, that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that didn't feel good either. <laughs> <laughs> shredded rubber, that didn't feel good either. Yeah, that was weird. Do you remember that um that uh that um sewer tunnel? Oh yeah. I used to be I don't know if I was if I was back there with you or not, but I remember being back there with like uh here's a throwback, Melissa and Miranda. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I remember used to be uh, back there with Melissa, Miranda, um, uh, Chris Donahue, mm-hmm. um, maybe Cody, because he lived mm-hmm. over there, too. Um, I don't know if I was hanging out with TJ at this time or not, but mm-hmm. I know he lived over there. Um, but, yeah, it used to go through that tunnel. It used to put you out. Um, By 7-Eleven? Yeah, like over there, like behind the 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in a dirty, disgusting sewer tunnel. <laughs> but but it was like adventure, though. Oh, yeah. Very adventurous. To start at one end of the tunnel and just see the light at yeah. the end of the tunnel, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. just be like, oh, I just, just got to move as quickly yeah. through this because I don't like being in here. You're right. And yeah, you're just a bunch of kids using tunnel for travel. Yep. Yep. I mean, it was a quicker way. It was. It was. It's, man. Wow. Our child, our, child, yeah. our childhood. Shit, even stuff as simple as like going, riding your bike really fast and like going over like a speed bump just to catch some air. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Slap boxing in the streets. Slap boxing. Slap boxing was a thing. And that was another thing that Bailey excelled at. Yeah. That was another reason why we thought he was super cool. Yep. He was slap boxing. He was slapping the hell out of people. Nigga was good at basketball. He was good at basketball. Yep. Had a little, had a, a nice little jumper. Bright and Snicker Brad said I had a jumper. Bailey definitely had a jumper on him. I remember um, <laughs> the first time. I ever like blocked Bailey's shot. I knew mm-hmm. I was the nigga. I was out because like nobody could ever like he was kind of it's a rite of passage. Yeah, like he was you know he was he was at a time he was, was kind of tough to guard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. For sure, he was he was taller than everyone for the most part. I think he was uh, unanimously the best out of yeah like, yeah the, yeah the guys. yeah um <laughs> pound for pound skill yeah. for skill. I remember blocking this nigga one time and. I just thought I was a shit, and I, this nigga, he probably just played me afterwards. Like, ha, you nigga, it won't ever happen again. Probably, probably. <laughs> but um, man, you ever want to go back and just do it all over again? 
No, no, no. Yeah, it's not that serious yeah. for me. I love it, and I, but and you I, you just enjoy the memories that you have from it. Yeah, yeah, and I and again, I enjoy looking back and thinking about what those things were, and and again, what it meant, and what it means to me now to be able to have those memories, and. And like, is there, are there ways that I can grow from it? Again, what are the finer qualities of some of the things that happen? What is, what are some of the things that I was doing before tell me about myself and how far I've come? Because sometimes you just look back and you're thinking, wow, I made that decision that one time. Mm -hmm. Like that was me doing that thing. I really decided to do that. Mm -hmm. And it could have not been that long ago, but, but either way, you you see these these integral moments that slightly shaped you or if it had gone this way it would have been a completely different story for you and you would have probably gone down a completely different path and so looking back at those i think are is extremely informative and it's it's a it's a sobering experience and i think it is an enlightening experience mm-hmm. because you just you just have to realize if you can do the thing with the apple and the banana and you can you can try to close your eyes and put yourself there as best as you can, you get a better understanding that these moments are going by every day, all day. And there's going to be a point where we look back at this. Yeah. And we're going to be looking back at it the same way we're looking about looking back at these scooters and bike rides and all of that. Mm-hmm. There's going to come that day. So you just have to get in better touch with the idea that these moments are coming and they're going. Mm-hmm. And for me, it it means a lot to be able to be here for them and remember them as best as I can. I Sometimes I just think, God, you were way too like drunk and high for too long. There's so many memories. There's so many things that you that you're not going to be able to tap into mm-hmm. because you are way too out of your mind mm-hmm. to be able to to grasp that thing. You weren't there, so therefore you have no chance of remembering it. Right. You were there, but you weren't there. And th- and that that like that's that's that kind of sucks. But but I still have plenty plenty more. Right. And so that's what I've that's what I've been uh, kind of focused on and thinking about. Riding down memory lane. Riding down memory lane. Beautiful times, man. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful times. <sighs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a quick 140. All right. Nice. Nice. You got any? Did you, did you come here with anything specific you wanted to talk about? Um, like, you know what? I did, but it's enough that I could probably wrap it up as my last words. Go for it. Um. So we had a conversation a couple days ago. Was that? No, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. And you had... Um, you had brought up a good point that our friend Brad had also brought up when he was here for about his um doing, you know, that podcast with us. Um, just about just taking, you know, just or at least for me, things that I'm passionate about, taking them one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, just doing a little bit of work each day. And it just reminded me of a phrase that I've been hearing a lot, uh, mostly because of Joel Embiid. Um, mm. but you got to trust the process. Okay. You've got to trust the process. I often find that sometimes when there's certain things that I want to accomplish, like right, you know, school, um, 
revamping, you know, my, my DJing and stuff like that. I just think about all the things that have to be done. I think about all of it, every single step at the same time. And it often just makes me like, oh, God, man, that's a lot right now. Mm. That's a lot. You become overwhelmed, become a little overwhelmed. But it's 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 that's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's not. You can, you're not going to do every single step at the same time. Nothing you've ever accomplished has gone down that way. Yeah. Like, it's not like you don't like yeah, every single step isn't jumbled into one. That's why they're called steps. Right. Brick <laughs> step, by brick. Brick by brick. Um. So I'm just trying to find a way to trust the process or maybe even just trust in myself to just be able to just take my time with certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that that's just something that I've been thinking about a, a lot over the last since, you know, honestly, I can't even say it was probably before that conversation. Yeah. But um, when I talked to you about that, it really just enlightened me a little bit more. Because it's like it's 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 actually far more simple than you think, Keon. Mm-hmm. It's it's not as deep as you think it is. You just have to not try to do it all at once. Yeah. Not be so eager to get to the to the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I implore all of you that are listening to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish right now, just trust the process. Trust the process. Okay. Those are my yeah. last words. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You see that? My last words. My last words. Clearly, this has to do with presence and memory. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. In that. And Uh, but just that it's it's fascinating that we were that we were given the aptitude for memory Mm -hmm. in the way that we have been and so i i do believe as i've heard from some people i've listened to through like some ted talks and stuff recently that we all have stories. Mm-hmm. Like our life is just embedded in stories. Mm-hmm. And that I think often people feel like either they don't have them mm-hmm. or that don't nobody want to hear them shits. Mm-hmm. Like people don't care about what your story is and what you got going on and what you used to do as a kid and how it made you who you are and any of that sort of stuff. But I feel like one having these sorts of conversations that we decided to have today, which has definitely been one of one in all of our episodes. Yeah. Like this is the only time I think that it's been just like this. Mm-hmm. Um, just one singular topic. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but various topics within it, in, yeah. in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah, like it yeah. varied inside of it, but it's story. And so having friends that you can do that with, because there, there are times where you say something and I completely forgot that that thing happened or I said something you completely forgot about that person or mm-hmm. that place or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that helps out a whole lot. But being able to take time by yourself, I know that that seems to be a very difficult thing for people to do mm-hmm. is to just take time by themselves. And I know this what I'm about to say may just, just terrify some people. I'm talking about no one's around you. There's no phone. 
There's no TV. There's no tablet. Like it's just you and your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I know that that terrifies people. Like just being alone with your thoughts and that is that is all that you have to work with, mm -hmm. to think about. But, but when you do that, you start to open up creatively because instead of picking up your phone and tapping into the same thing that everybody's tapping into, you have to do something that's called think for yourself. And then you're going to just start coming up with your own ideas about stuff and your own viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And if you take time to sit and think about your past and what you remember and who was there and who's not here anymore and everything that you can possibly piece together and possibly unearth some things that were either suppressed for whatever reasons or that you just haven't thought about in many, many years and you can look at them with a, a wiser, more knowledgeable, keen, clearer eye. I think that 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 you will look at you and your life completely differently. And I think that there's a ton of of integral uh, information and data to come from that. Mm -hmm. I, th I, I truly, I truly think that that is something that is. Which is why I think it's so prevalent in therapy that they try to get people to do that. The person you were talking about that I when the Navy Federal person that you named, you know now, yeah, I the I don't know why, but the, it, it just clicked into my head. It's because you. Uh, it's because I just got you out of the hypnosis. Oh man, look at you! <laughs> All right, episode one eleven. <laughs> Peace.